You're listening to Music Growth Talks, the podcast for musicpreneurs, with Andrew Apanov. Hello everyone, Andrew Apanov here, and you're listening to a new edition of the Music Growth Talks podcast. Thanks to all of you who's been with me for, you know, for 5, 10 or maybe all 100 episodes so far, and if you're new to the show, uh, this is uh, where I have conversations with um, fascinating people from the music industry, uh, sometimes uh, successful musicians, sometimes music marketers or, you know, business representatives, and uh, sometimes, just as uh, today, uh, owners of... uh, interesting music startups and uh, I just try to collect as much useful information for independent musicians as well as uh, people working in the music industry as possible. And uh, today's show is a bit more niche than usual. Uh, is It's maybe more applicable to the record label owners among you, just as uh, publicists, because uh, today on this very show we have Paul Hamill, the CEO of InFlights, as a guest, and InFlights is a music promo delivery platform that allows uh, record labels primarily just as uh, PR companies to deliver a sleek, beautiful and uh, effective uh, uh, promise to tastemakers such as DJs and uh, you know, music publications, blogs, uh, magazines and so on. InFlight already serves uh, a lot of um, uh, top uh, record labels, primarily in uh, electronic music. Their website says that InFlight is responsible for delivering nearly 40% of the biggest selling labels on Beatport. And uh, the platform is now uh, available um, uh, to anyone who uh, who wants to give it a try. It's been uh, in beta for quite some time. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it seems like uh, a great solution uh, in the market. Uh, I let you decide if it's something that you want to try yourself once again it's not exactly a solution for musicians or for some big artists with lots of records coming out do use the platform it's mainly for record labels um there is quite a few competitors on the market but um i uh, met the founders at um a couple conferences in 2017 really like the approach uh, to handling things and uh, the actual platform uh, seems really cool uh, and it kind of helps that uh, the guys uh, have been professional musicians themselves before founding the company so they know the uh, demands requirements of uh, the market really well uh, and for anyone here and uh, it's it's quite obvious that you may not be running a record label uh, you may still find a lot of interesting uh, insights and tips on uh, reaching out to influencers uh, if you're doing it yourself and uh, it just helps from my uh, uh, perspective to uh, to have a better understanding of how music delivery works and uh, it's applicable to all pretty much all genres out there obviously uh, hope you enjoyed and uh, before we get to the actual um, interview with Paul I want to remind you that uh, 
uh, starting uh, this year in 2018, uh, I, I released uh, a special exclusive uh, episodes of the podcast uh, where it's just me talking about um, a very specific uh, marketing challenge, tactic or you know strategy or a tool maybe. So it's more. Uh, kind of lessons like uh, formats or sometimes it's um, just me you know uh, thinking out loud about a particular topic that I think may be of interest to uh, a lot of you out there. These episodes are only available to my patrons so if you want to access the secret music growth talks feeds uh, just go to patreon.com forward slash Andrew Epinoff and uh, become my patron. It's one dollar per month or more if you want to, but uh, that's that's all it takes, just one dollar per month and you get um, a unique uh, URL, uh, so a, a special audio feeds link that uh, you can use to subscribe to this secret podcast in your favorite podcast app. So yeah, if you have any questions, as usual, let me know on SoundCloud in the comments uh, uh, to these episodes and uh, a review on uh, Apple Podcasts will be very appreciated as usual. Um, Yep, so uh, in the meantime, here we go, finally, listen and enjoy a conversation with Paul Hamill. Paul, hello to Music Growth Talks. I'm excited to have uh, this conversation with you after meeting you a couple of times, first at Reaper Barn and the second at AD, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let me know how you're doing so far and uh, uh, welcome. It's a pleasure to be here, Andrew. Yeah, it was, uh, it was of course, uh, great to meet you over the last couple of months. I'm uh, very pleased to be chatting on your show uh, this month. Yeah, oh, thank you once again. It's um, just something that um, I really wanted to do for uh, the show specifically because uh, I know that you have quite a few interesting insights that our listeners will benefit from and uh, I want to talk about your platform as well. So I'm glad that we are finally doing this. Uh, we're recording this in December, by the way, because I just realized that we may be referring to some, you know, to, to some time-sensitive kind of events, but it's very probable that the show is actually out in January. So, um, yeah, we're kind of looking into the future now with this very episode. But anyway, uh, so, Paul, do you mind uh, sharing a bit of uh, a background on yourself and the startup and the company with our listeners to get started? Sure, absolutely. Well, the company launched in October 2014. Um, we were in development for about two years before we launched. My background is that I've been a DJ and producer, been touring internationally and working with various sort of sort of high-level independent record labels and playing mostly kind of techno music, electronic music. And I was also uh, for 12 years a presenter of a radio show in Belfast on BBC Radio called Across the Line, where our remit was to promote new Irish electronic music. And um, over the course of the 10 to 12 years that I was working on the show, I'd seen the evolution of music promo go from being a physical thing where record labels would mail out 12-inch white labels along with a paper-based reaction sheet through to digital promos when that first came around maybe about, well, about 10 years ago now. But I spotted a real gap in the market about about five years ago. It was getting to the point that there was so many digital promos were, were landing on my inbox. It was very, very hard to curate these and very hard to find the time to listen to them all and to manage them and prepare them for my DJ sets, for my radio sets. So 
also at the time it correlated with a very busy period in in my DJ touring schedule where I was constantly trying to find the time to prepare all this music while being on the road, while traveling, touring in airplanes, all this kind of thing. So at that time, I was thinking to myself, you know, why can I not do all this? I'm sitting in on, on an airplane for 14 hours this weekend going to my shows. Why can I not sit and do all this music while I'm on my laptop on the airplane? At the time, there was obviously no Wi-Fi on planes, maybe back then, or very limited anyway. Right. Where Wi-Fi is also very bad as well. So I started looking for a solution in the marketplace that would combine, that would allow me to do this while on the road, because most DJs who are traveling may have similar problems trying to do their promos. It's a very time consuming process. That's why some of them will employ assistants to to do this kind of job for them. So there there was nothing really in the market at the time. So I set up developing, looking, developed a blueprint for a product that would allow record labels to send promos direct to DJs and to tastemakers, uh, music industry professionals, straight to their mobile phone. And the idea being that the app would provide an offline way for them to access and engage with the music that they're being sent. So it's, it was trying to bring it out of the inbox where every everybody's going into the same inboxes and, and tastemakers are looking at their emails and going, oh my God, I've got 500 promos in my inbox this week. How am I going to get all through all these? We thought of a way if we can send them straight to tastemakers' mobile phones you're kind of leapfrogging the inbox. You're getting straight to their device. They can access the promos on the move. They can read the press release. They can leave feedback on the device even while they're offline. And so that was really where the where the start of the uh, where, where we started trying to fix a problem that the tastemakers were, were having with all this content going out. Yeah. Uh, so so has it been? Have you been mainly working with electronic music or not only? Well, our kind of. Entry to market was through electronic music, but we have right across the board now. You know, we have everything. There's there's mainstream indie rock chart stuff right across the board. So there's no, you know, no real, you know, we're not focused solely on electronic music, but electronic music, there's such a high throughput of content. You know, if you look at the likes of Beatport and some of the big electronic stores, the amount of releases that go on there compared to maybe outside other genres, it's considerably higher. So it's kind of transpired that that's where our key focus has been. And there's a much more of a, a promo culture attached to yeah. DJing and to clubs. And, you know, you have a lot shorter shelf life with a lot of these releases, a lot shorter lead in time where labels are maybe only promoting releases, maybe two, three weeks in advance of it going to retail. Whereas a few years back, you know, it was a, it was a two month lead in time. So there's a, an, it's, it's combined, I guess, with the, you know, with the, with the barriers to entry for electronic music becoming so low over the last few years that yeah. anybody can make music, they can also set up a label. They've got low cost distribution, so th- there's a lot, there's a lot, a lot of new labels coming about and that we're working with. But yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, if you think about this, it's uh, it makes sense to uh, to improve your promotional efforts by kind of making it easier for the tastemakers for people who may be interested in your releases in playing them in the clubs and just writing about them and spreading the words in some way. Uh, because in the past, uh, you could have a mailing list of uh, a few dozen hundreds people and send them plates with actual like physical products. And then it all moved to digital. But now, as you mentioned, there is a lot of electronic music producers and musicians and all the possible different genres. And uh, the people who... The tastemakers, let's uh, let's say, they are being bombarded by 
by promos. I, I, I remember really well working at Ultimate Guitars and Edith Inch of getting around 100 press releases per day. It was just absolutely unmanageable, especially when it's just in the inbox. So you have a mobile app that is used by people receiving the promos, correct? So it's not, you do have this neat email templates. You can even check some of that stuff out on the, on the website, but there is also a mobile app. There's two, uh, well, three main sort of access points for people receiving music. They can either use the iOS and Android mobile apps, or they can use email, or they can use the web interface. We have a web dashboard where all the promos that have been sent are in a nice, convenient tile dashboard where they can go in and search by labels that they're subscribed to, PR companies that they're subscribed to, or by various releases. So it's about giving them the options of, you know, it's not just, we're not just purely a mobile sort of platform it's if you want to do it mobile you prefer the web interface or you prefer still doing an email then you know you have the choice of working through each of those uh, mediums and yeah. it's all kind of synced up so it makes it it makes it as convenient as possible for them i mean one of the one of the key things for us as well was to to address the the problem with with tastemakers being bombarded with content is that we um we're a permission-based platform so if you want to send, if you're a label and you want to send out to a bunch of tastemakers and you have their addresses, you have to get them to opt in first. So they have to give you permission um, before you can send music to them. The idea being that, you know, with so much content saturation out there, DJs and tastemakers need to be in control of what's getting into their inboxes or into their, their in-flight accounts. So to that extent, you know, we're trying to help them filter the music and the labels that they are receiving to ensure that they're getting content that's suited to their tastes as yeah. opposed to going in and not knowing yeah, from yeah. one to the next whether or not they're going to be suitable for them and i think that was one of the big problems as well that we tried to try to fix is that with other systems out there you didn't have these controls so therefore the djs and the tastemakers maybe wouldn't use them as much because they felt that they were getting spammed or they weren't being asked for permission as to whether or not they would like to receive that music so that for us that was a very important aspect of setting up the platform was yeah. providing those kind of tools that's cool i do like that a lot and it's good for everyone right so it's not just only for the dgs let's say who may indeed sign up to alternative uh, platforms and uh, get a lot of stuff that they have no interest it's no interest in but also for for record labels sending out the promise about the new releases it will be much more effective to only contact those who show the interest in receiving this promise, even if the amounts of recipients will be lower. So it's about the quality rather than just the quantity here. Absolutely. I mean, we, we, we preach that constantly to new labels who are coming to our system and we'll advise them if they come to us with a, with a massive big mailing list, we'll say, no, look, this, you know, you need to know who you're sending music to here. There's no point in trying to send invite 10,000 people to your list. That's just, that's not what we're about. You know, you need to be working with a well-curated list and you do that and people will start responding to you. They'll respect the fact that you have requested permission to send the music. And if you're sending the right music for them, then they're more inclined to open the next release you send them. And we yeah. try and do that with labels, especially young labels who think it's it's all about the, the size of your, your mailing list and you know, you need to have tons and tons of email addresses in there. It's not about that at all. It's about getting the right people, getting your music to the right people. And um, we very much yeah, try try to encourage people to to grow your list organically, grow it small, grow it with fans, grow it with you know relevant tastemakers that are going to support your music. Otherwise, people stop responding, they stop engaging with the content. And you know, it's very important for us to to be able to help labels grow their and promote their music in a way that's 
going to reflect well on them and it's going to get them the results that they want without having to mail out, you know, send out thousands and thousands of promos, which isn't really effective. I think one of the one of the things that we have done on the platform as well, that it's a bit of a, a Marmite, bit of Marmite functionality in that people either love it or hate it. We have a button on the on the pro, each promo that allows tastemakers to say this promo is not for me. <laughs> so raises awareness at the label that, all right, OK, this particular promo was not for them. I'll therefore I'll not send them a record of that particular style on the yeah. next mail. Yeah. You know? And, you know, it sounds dead simple, but giving labels the tools to better get to know the people that they're sending music to creates a better experience for everybody. Yeah. It, overall, when sp- speaking about PR, many artists and record labels getting into it don't fully realize that uh, a no is a very valuable reply as well. Uh, it's uh, it's much more common not to hear back at all, but if someone indicates that uh, this particular release is not for them, this is great, this is very valuable information, it gives an opportunity to reach out to the same person in the future saying, hey, I know that you didn't like this release, but here we've got something completely different, which may be more in line with uh, what you're usually playing, for example, or covering on your blog or whatnot. Absolutely, um, I think because the, the important thing, one of the things for us with the platform is that, you know, while we, while InFlight will do a lot of the heavy lifting, a lot of the automated processes, we'll provide you with information, just like you said there, that will give you the opportunity to reach out to a tastemaker who's in your database and say, hey, I see you listen to this, or I see you, this wasn't for you this time, you know, here's the next one that we have coming up, maybe you like this. So, you know, we're not trying to, you know, relationships are still the key element when using a, a system like this, because I know from my own personal experience working in the BBC, when whenever somebody followed up with me about a record they had sent me, maybe a couple of weeks down the line and said, hey, you know, have you checked this one out? We sent it to you via whatever system. It was always those emails that I would respond to because, you know, it's there's been a personal connection there. Yeah. And, you want to go and respond to them and let them know that yes yeah, or no. Full ups work really, like really work. It's it's amazing how yeah it can be effective for person. So you do you you've got some automatic follow ups as well built into the system because I have no idea about that to be honest. We have a lot of analytics, so we we track everything from geo data. We've Google Maps integration, so our uh, labeled clients can see around the world where their promos are being accessed, where they're being played from, where their database are based. We've also got Twitter integration, so labels can share and connect directly with their database through a Twitter integration, and it shows them their social media follow count, so they can see who the key influencers are within their database. There's yeah a bunch of analytics built in that shows you your engagement rates, your open rates, which is you know a lot of that's fairly standard stuff. But it's again providing as much information and data to the labels to allow them to make informed decisions about who to send their records to and who's engaging with them where they're based, yeah. all that kind of thing. So, and, and you can follow up with uh, people you send promos to as well, right? For using the platform. Once you send out a promo, then the system, you, you see it, there's a real-time activity stream that shows you everything that's happening, every event, every activity. Okay, okay. makes sense. Yeah. Cool stuff. Uh, so you, you mentioned quite a few times how it's mainly being used by record labels. Do you have any indie musicians with regular releases using the platform as well or it's uh, also pr agencies using a few electronic artists who use us in place of soundcloud more as a a personal promo service for their kind of peers so people who want to send out small to a small list of their latest demos you know it's uh it's tricky to use a system like this for if you're an unknown independent artist because because of the opt-in process, 
you know, there needs to be something there for people to be able to decide whether or not they want to opt in. Yeah. So it can be it can be tricky from that point of view. But certainly there are some kind of there's some kind of independent artists that we do have who have built their own small networks and they use us to send out their demos or their new promos to their peers as opposed to trying to do it on SoundCloud, which trying to connect with these people for the same reasons on SoundCloud can be quite difficult for them because yeah. again, we could be bombarded on SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's not it's not really what, what the we we haven't really built the platform with independent artists direct to fan or direct to tastemakers in mind. You know, it is it is more for sort of PR companies and labels, you know, who are yeah, a certain, yeah. certain they're at a certain position in the sort of product timeline as such, you know. It makes it makes a lot of sense. And uh it's it's good because there is uh, a lot of other platforms for email marketing for example and direct to fan outreach and uh, and so on and uh, it's not like that you necessarily want to uh send out promos to your fans it's a different uh kind of communication that is happening there and you may want to consider something even completely different such as a facebook messenger board so you may want to do some kind of a subscription platform like patreon or whatnot where you will be sending out promos to those who opt in for example like support you financially but I fully kind of realize and remember that we're talking today a bit more about like the B2B stuff. However, since most of our listeners are still independent musicians, I wanted to pick up your brain on uh, on the actual promo outreach process. Because clearly there there will be, I'm absolutely confident there will be listeners who will be interested in using the platform. But to many of of people in, in our audience it may just not be exactly the right fit it's just good you know if they will be aware of the platform but do, could you share a few tips to those indie musicians who may also not be able to afford a premium tool like yours at this moment on uh, finding the right tastemakers and establishing relationships with them with the research in particular because this is something that we get asked about quite a lot and musicians sometimes get it wrong with, you know, spamming and just emailing people who they didn't first establish a relationship with. Yeah, have you, you know, do you have any particular recommendations on building lists, maybe for record labels in, in particular as well? Yeah, um, well, I think it, it has, you have to start at, at grassroots level. I, you know, I have firsthand experience of, of doing this myself as an independent artist on going about getting, like I got, records signed on MySpace back in the day, you know, with, with Carl Craig and Planet E records. So I, I, you know, I'm very familiar with building up a network around me to then use that network as a stepping stone to get to the next stage, which is which is very much about what it's about. And from an independent artist point of view, for me starting out as an unknown artist, the key thing was finding influencers or tastemakers who were into my music at an early stage, not going out and mailing, you know, a thousand people or 2000 people finding for me, it was local radio. So I got Mm -hmm. some support on local radio. And then when I got that support on local radio, I would then use the fact that I had some BBC radio play to then pitch to key tastemakers, key DJs who I felt should, would potentially like the music that I'm producing. And then I, I pitched to them on a one-to-one level, and I'm talking only maybe 20, 30 people at most, and I'd maybe get five or six replies if I'm lucky, you know? But then you use the feedback that you get from these replies and the, the radio play that you've got to then widen your net a bit larger 
and look at other radio shows who are maybe doing similar stuff and, you know, pitching out to them with a press release that's got some quotes from your initial early stage supporters and your radio play on there and sort of building it up from there, really. And that kind of strategy is still very useful if you were to come then to something like InFlight as an unknown artist and you wanted to build up your network. If you have a, an invite message that's going out to uh, your database in InFlight that has a list of key supporters on there who are playing your music already or key radio stations, that gives the database or the users at the other end an idea of that there's a certain been a certain level of quality control here. There are recommendations already coming in from other sort of tastemakers in the industry, and they're more likely to then engage with the uh, whatever it is that you're sending them, you know? Yeah. And, I th- you know, it's very much building it up from there. Being targeted is way more important than trying to reach out to everybody because you can't do that. I mean, so many times we see people who are labels who are coming along and they're mailing all these inboxes. They're mailing the same people without any consideration as to whether or not the emails that they're sending them or the music that they're sending them is relevant for them. You know, and that is that is the most important thing is there will be people out there, you know, who you can pull into your sort of tribe of supporters at a very early stage that if you focus on them and you get the support from them, that's, you know, big things can essentially grow from just from some early stage support like that. So that's what I would encourage labels and artists to focus on, you know, try and focus on getting the music into the right hands. And it's better to have it in few hands than try to cover the, the whole market and just build it from there, really. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Have you, have you seen any particular cool cases lately with using social media to, I don't know, follow up with contacts or even building an, uh, an email list for, I don't know, Twitter outreach or uh, getting uh, contacting people on, on the personal Facebook profiles or anything along those lines? Well, we, I hear of sort of evidence all the time from people using our system who have said, look, since we moved to your system to InFlight, we're getting feedback from DJs who have never left feedback from us before. And, you know, part of the reason is that they're maybe using a system that doesn't have permission-based controls so that the DJ doesn't interact with the system as much. But also, also, you know, it is a lot, a lot of the time the labels, the good labels, the labels who work best on InFlight are the ones that are curating content for the people at the other end. And they're reaching out to them, maybe on social media to thank them mm-hmm. using all the tools that we try to provide them with, you know, and I mean, in ter- we, we, we see it all the time. You know, the labels who use the tools that we build in there for them, whether it's the Twitter integration or whatever, they're the ones that tend to have the most success because they're, they're building up their, their database. But they're also they're also ensuring that the next time that a release comes from them, that the tastemaker at the other end is, is going to be there's going to be a better chance of them actually opening it as opposed to somebody else's promo that they've sent, you know? Yeah, 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 totally. Cool, cool stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm fascinated with uh, with the topic and uh, how you are approaching it. Definitely appreciate uh, the the mindset, the philosophy you've got here. Uh, so, do you do you mind sharing some of the plans, uh, whatever you can share on what's coming next? Uh, because you just launched re- relatively recently publicly, and uh, I I bet you are working on some cool new features. So, anything you can tease to our listeners? Yeah, there's, we're, yeah, we're looking at sort of building in some kind of more mar- marketing type tools that we can sit alongside the promo system itself, the promo platform that are more geared towards marketing your releases and, and sharing them again with a small B2B network 
but it's very closely integrated with in-flight. So you can drag and drop assets from in-flight into this more of a mailing system and, and use it in in collaboration with in-flight. So that's one of the things, one of the sort of main things that we've, we're working on at the moment. Other stuff, I mean, this year we, we've we rolled out the likes of Amazon Alexa um, and Echo Dot integration. So that was one of the last things we did where you can now, you've got voice activated promos. If you've got an Amazon Alexa device, you can just... We developed a skill where you can you can call up your promos and just start listening to them and streaming them uh, by your device. So yeah, it's just a bit bit of fun, but it's it's just another another a- angle for people to integrate with the content that we're sending them out. But yeah, we have a full roadmap. We're always sort of developing, you know, looking six months, twelve months down the line at new ways of of opening the platform and and making it even you know more user friendly and seeing what developments are out there in the industry that we can maybe tie tie in with or integrate it with. So can't give you an awful lot beyond that at the moment so I absolutely hope sure no that's still that's still helpful and i'm uh, looking forward to checking out all the future updates uh in 2018 and beyond so yeah thank you for everything you've shared so far do you mind spelling out the url to uh, the website for those listeners of ours who are on the go and maybe mentioning how to reach out to you if someone have has questions yeah. it's just inflightapp.com that's i-n-f-l-y-t-e app.com and yeah if you just go on the website you can reach out or you can get us on twitter at inflight app and um yeah if you want any more information just connect with us and we'll send you all the details and uh, take it from there beautiful excellent thank you so much really really cool stuff so keep yeah. it up pleasure speaking to you Thanks, Paul, once again, and thank you all for listening. Uh, and uh, yeah, so go check out uh, the show notes. There is a link to uh, the in-flight website in case you missed it. And, uh, you know, some additional notes as well. Uh, the show notes are available at datamusic.com or musicgrowthtalks.com. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Please share your thoughts in the comments on SoundClouds, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Andrew Once again, uh, feel free to consider becoming my patron to get access to the secret Music Growth Talks feed. And uh, I uh, really hope that uh, you will uh, uh, get a kick out of the upcoming shows as well. Uh, we are working on a bunch of uh, really cool uh, shows for you so stay tuned stay subscribed and watch out for uh, for the emails announcing the new episodes in case you are not subscribed to the email list yet you can do so easily at musicgrowthtalks.com thank you a lot for listening once again and till next time you've been listening to music growth talks with andrew apanov find more episodes and subscribe at musicgrowthtalks.com.